0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Explore and Engage with Anam. I'm going to start today's discussion by talking about gas stoves. Yeah, you heard that right. Gas stove. Let me ask you, folks, and you can let me know uh, through comments. Let me ask you, do you like your gas stove? Do you enjoy using it? Do you think that gas stoves are useful? And if you need to buy a gas stove, would you like to go to the market and see that there are a range of options available to choose from that's that's um free market economy, right? If we need something and we go to the market, we go we go to the store, um, then. Uh, There are many options available for consumers to choose from. That's how it should be, correct? Well, let me know if you don't agree with me. But I will move on um, to to the, the substance of the discussion. Let me talk about federal government. We all know that federal government is big and that its footprint is massive. Federal government affects nearly all aspects of our lives. There's a real fear right now that the Biden administration, through a massive web of rules and regulations, may actually try to ban gas stoves. That is correct. You heard that right. There is a real fear out there. And you can go and look up uh, the, the information on the internet. There's a real fear that this administration may actually try to ban gas stoves. Whenever we talk about banning something, most people, uh, I believe, think that it either has to be done by the passage of a new law or through some executive order. But in reality, through the rulemaking process, a a government agency can do something very big, such as banning gas stoves. The government's tentacles are long and they are also very strong. And that's why conservatives like myself, we want to make sure that we have a federal government that is small and efficient. Limited. We believe in limited government. If you are a conservative like myself, I'm sure that you would support the idea of limited government. Based on the new reports that I read, it appears that new proposed regulations, um, through new proposed regulations, the federal government may actually try to ban up to 96% of gas stoves currently available to Americans. Do you need a minute to think about it? Think about it. The government, this administration, through regulations, may actually try to ban up to 96% of gas stoves currently available to Americans. This is scary. This is not small government. This is not limited government. This is not efficient government. This is big, massive Government. This is government overreach if this happens. And all of this is happening because this administration apparently wants to fight climate change. Climate change. Have I talked about this topic before? I think I have. You can check out my past episodes on this podcast. I really want to know something. And if you if you know the answer, you can connect with me and let me know what the answer is, okay? I want to know, who was the first person to come up with the idea that change is bad? That change is bad. I mean, who came up with this idea? The climate has always changed, and it will always change. Change is not a bad thing. Change is what... All things go through in nature. All of this climate change fear-mongering must stop. The climate will always change. There's nothing we can do about it. We have to accept that nature is powerful and that climate will always change and it is useless to try to stop the climate from changing. That's my personal belief. I I read a lot of ancient philosophy, and I remember reading about Heraclitus, the ancient philosopher Heraclitus, who said that we are constantly, we are always in a state of flux. Everything is changing. All things are constantly changing. And, um... I think I might have read this um, in in one of the books and um, it it was um, included in the chapter on Heraclitus. I think Heraclitus said, and obviously I don't have the exact quote because this was uh, such a long time ago, uh, but I think Heraclitus said something like that you cannot jump into the same river twice. And why is that? And that's because the river is always changing. So the river right now is a river. And, uh, and an hour later, it may be a different river. You cannot jump into the same river twice because everything is changing. The water is constantly flowing. The river is changing. So let climate change, let the climate change as much as it wants to. Stop trying to fight nature. And banning gas stoves, Who who thought that, this is a good idea. This is not. This is, this is ridiculous. We need gas stoves. Gas stoves are good. And we need these. I think in a previous, previous podcast episode, I talked about how um, some lawmakers in Minnesota are trying to ban gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws. Okay. Uh, banning uh, consumer uh, equipments and appliances. That, that's, that's a bad idea. All of these efforts to ban this and to ban that, this must stop. I think as a society, we have to re-examine the role of government. The government should focus on things like national defense, on public safety, and the government should work on providing roads and bridges rather than trying to take away people's gas stoves. This is just, you know, it, it, there are no words to describe this. The, the government sh- should not be in the business of trying to take away people's gas stoves. Let people use gas stoves. Okay, I will now move on to a different topic. I saw in the news just a few days ago, um, a list of top, a list of the top 10 cities that Gen Z is moving to Gen Z now. Before I proceed further, I just have to let you know that I grew up calling the letter Z Z. Okay, so I, I grew up calling it Z, and I think that's the British version. In in, in the United States, it's called Z. So Gen Z. Well, I will use Gen Z for the re- rest of this podcast episode, okay, because I, th- I think I have changed. So, I came to the United States as an immigrant, and I was around, um how old, how old was I, 19 years old, when I first uh, moved to the United States. And so, um, I, I grew up um, with a lot of British terms, and... Uh, things like, um, um, you know, um, let me talk about the spellings. So, uh, words like color and favor and labor, um, I always spelled these with a U. So, color would be C-O-L-O-U-R. Favor would be F-A-V-O-U-R. And then, after I came to the United States, I had to change all these spellings and Um, you know, uh, switch to the American versions. And now color is spelled as C-O-L-O-R. Favor is F-A-V-O-R. Honor is H-O-N-O-R rather than H-O-N-O-U-R. So uh, Gen Z is what um, uh, Gen Z is called in the United States, and that's what I will follow. Um, There are so many terms. Actually, I once made a list of... um, not just the the different spellings of the different words but but also different terms that are used for example i think th- this is one that i can think of right now lift and elevator right in the united states an elevator is called an elevator but i grew up calling it a lift and then uh uh trunk of the car i think um it's also in different part of in a different part of the world. It's called the boot of the car, not the trunk of the car. And then there's uh, pedestrian crossing. I think um, you know what I grew up calling it uh, was a zebra crossing. Anyway, um, I can just go on and on, but that's not really the main topic of the discussion. So let's talk about Gen Z, okay? Who are the Gen Z people? Um, by the way, I am a millennial. And, um, yeah, well, uh, millennials, um, uh, people discussed so much about the millennial generation, right? Uh, People have lots of different opinions, but I will not talk about millennials here. Let's talk about Gen Z. So who are the Gen Z people? Uh, Gen Z or Generation Z, these are folks who were born between 1997 and 2012. So in short, these are younger people. Um, and in the list of the top 10 cities in the United States that Gen Z is moving to is the city of Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. This is my home. This is where I live. I live in the state of Wisconsin in the city of Madison. And according to the news report that I saw, in the list of the top 10 cities in the United States that Generation Z is moving to is the city of Madison one of the top 10 that makes me happy that does make me happy we have an aging population in this country and uh so i believe that a city would be fortunate to see the inflow of more and more young people more and more young people means that there will be more people um uh eventually of the um uh who would be employed who would be um in the, in the working population, that means uh, more economic activity and it's just better for the economy. So I think as more and more Generation Z folks move to Madison, Wisconsin, it is actually going to help Madison. It's going to help um, Wisconsin in general. Because I'm a political person, I also have to think about what impact that would have on the politics of a city. Now, I'm sure that some would quickly jump into the conclusion that majority of these uh, Generation Z, Gen Z uh, people um, would vote liberal. I I know that there are some folks who would just jump into that conclusion. What I would say is not necessarily. I think we don't know a whole lot about Generation Z yet. The oldest Generation Z person is now 26, is now 26 years old. So if you were born in 1997, you would be approximately 26 now. That may be several years past the age of 18, but a person may still not be completely intellectually mature at 26. And I know many of my listeners may not agree with me on this, but truly, I believe that at 26, a person is still learning about life. This may be a person still in school pursuing an advanced degree, such as a PhD, or it may be a young professional who is is still trying to figure out uh, one's career path. In fact, Because I'm a person who has studied astrology, I can tell you that the Saturn return um, is the point at which a person has reached a decent level of maturity. Saturn return. And Saturn return doesn't happen until you are 29. So Saturn return, uh, for those who may not know this, you, you may ask, like, what is a Saturn return? So at the moment of your birth, Saturn, the planet, was in the sky in a certain position. When you turn 29, and it's actually more like 29.5 years old, when you turn approximately 29.5 years old, Saturn, as it orbits around the sun, it returns to that same place, um, that that same point, the the point where Saturn was when you were born. So, after 29 and a half years, Saturn returns to to that same position. And that, I believe, is a point of maturity. So, a 26-year-old is still not very mature. The person's political views may still be evolving. The person... Um, may have grown up in a liberal household but may not walk in the same footsteps as the parents, or vice versa. There are lots of things that influence us, our parents, our neighbors, the community we live in, the things we learn in school, the friends we make, the books we read, the TV programs we watch, and the places we visit, and so on and so forth. So our views, our opinions are shaped by... Many factors, and I've just listed a few. And therefore, I think I, I, I refrain, I, I stop myself, I refrain myself from drawing general conclusions, okay? I don't draw general conclusions. And, and so I think that the Gen Z, the Generation Z, uh, is one that we must observe and study, It's not a generation that we know a lot about yet. So back to politics. I don't think that one can say that Generation Z folks are going to be mostly liberal or conservative. We have to see, as time goes by, what the attitudes and priorities of the Gen Z generation um, are. But generally speaking, uh, I'm happy that Gen Z people are picking Madison as one of the top places they are moving to. More young people, more energy, more enthusiasm. I think that'll be great for any city. Now, as a millennial, I can tell you that we are getting older, our generation. We are getting older, and I must add, we're getting older and wiser, and that's how I like to put it. There was a time when people talked about millennials a lot, and in fact, they still do. Millennials are this, millennials are that, etc. I mean, lots of judgments, lots of criticism, um, lots of different opinions. And as a millennial, I think I am doing okay. I mean, if I talk about myself, I'm educated. I I believe I'm a man of logic and reason. I, I have some nice hobbies I like reading history, and I also enjoy looking at the future, um, looking at the endless possibilities that that are there before us. I, I think about, you know, can we explore the universe? Can we find treatments for various illnesses? How can we make this world a more peaceful place? How can we ensure that people's freedoms are protected? These are things I think about, and so... As a millennial, I am happy and I am proud. Now, of course, I can speak only for myself. I cannot speak for others. But I know that there are many hardworking millennials who are doing good um, in their own fields. I guess that makes me arrive at a nice conclusion. And the conclusion is that we have to look at each person as an individual. Let's refrain from drawing Blanket conclusions about a group or a generation um, or people from a specific ar- area. At the end of the day, each person is different. So all these Gen Z folks moving to Madison, Wisconsin, I say that each person is going to be different. But my hope will be that they will find themselves busy with productive activities and Busy in doing things that would benefit the community as a whole. So that's my hope uh, from uh, Generation Z. Okay, so I'm going to welcome Gen Z to Madison, Wisconsin. Those are my thoughts. Let's move from Madison to Chicago for the next topic. Mayor Lori Lightfoot just lost her reelection bid for the office of the mayor. And that's being discussed in the news. People have different opinions on this topic, as is the case for any topic. But I won't talk about any individual in particular. My focus is going to be on Chicago in general. Chicago is a beautiful city, no doubt. But it is also a city in crisis. Severe crisis. If you look at aerial images of Chicago... Those images are beautiful. But then there's the reality on the ground. And that may actually be different from the beautiful aerial images that you see. In Chicago, there's tremendous wealth, but there's also extreme poverty. There are extremely luxurious, safe, and secure buildings and penthouses. But then there are also properties that are incomplete. State of disorder. Crime in Chicago is very high. Where crime is high, quality of life cannot be good. You cannot live happily in a city if there is widespread crime. There are businesses that are leaving Chicago because of crime. And I think the city needs strong leadership and strong leadership is missing. There's a complete lack of leadership in the city of Chicago. And by leadership, I mean bold leadership. I used to go to Chicago quite a bit, but now I try not to. And it's because of the crime. And if many people collectively think like that, imagine what impact that would have on Chicago's tourism. The question now is will Chicago have a leader that it needs? who can be effective in fixing problems? No one can solve all problems, but will there be someone who can be bold and who can make strong decisions to improve public safety, to create a safer business environment, and to make sure that residents feel good about living in Chicago? We have to wait and see. Chicago has lots of problems, and there is no instant solution. It will take a long time, lots of determination, strong commitment, strong actions, and lots of prayers and hope to improve the city of Chicago by fixing the various crises affecting the city. There are multiple crises in the city of Chicago, and those need to be addressed. I will end this episode here, and I'm always interested in hearing your thoughts and comments so please connect with me um let me tell you my friends i i enjoy getting your comments and messages and um and the words of encouragement i am i am fortunate um uh that there are many well wishers out there who connect with me and share their words of encouragement and so really uh words of encouragement um uh you know make me want to continue uh moving forward with this podcast and um and so and any 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 message that you may have for me uh, let me also tell you if you disagree with me if you um listen to my podcast and there are things that i've said that you don't agree um with please reach out and let me know i'm always open to dialogue i always believe in sharing of knowledge, and having um, a great uh, constructive discussion. So uh, with that, I will end uh, this episode here, and I hope to be back again with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.